Hi, welcome to Parenting the Adlerian Way. I'm your host, Adlerian family counselor and parenting expert, Allison Schaefer. Each week, I answer your burning parenting questions to help reduce the stress of parenting one tip at a time. We'll explore Adlerian psychology together and learn methods of child guidance for raising a happy, confident, capable, resilient child. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, welcome to the podcast. It's Allison, and we are here for another Q&A session. So thank you again for those people who take the time to write in. I appreciate it. Uh, let's kick this off. First one says, uh, we have seven-year-old twins and an 11-year-old. Occasionally, I invite a friend over or along on outings for our 11-year-old. And the challenge is when she and her friends want to play without the younger siblings around. How do you maneuver this? The younger siblings are so excited and they want to be part of the older girls play, but the older girls want privacy and independence at times. Should I support the older girls excluding the younger siblings at times? Should I force inclusion for all activities? So great question. Um, I'm curious as I'm reading this to think about you as the mom, uh, what your birth order is. And here's why, you know, we always look at the world through our subjective perception and our experience. And it's not uncommon that if you were the eldest or older person in a family and you had younger siblings and you were made to include them because you were older. So, you know, you could take them to the store or you could take them to the park and you may have found those younger siblings as being a bothersome pest And so you might err on the side of thinking that these 11 year olds should your 11 year old daughter probably suffers the same pain of having these pesty younger siblings. And you might think, oh, I know what that feels like. I sympathize with that. Um, I'm going to make sure that you don't get put upon the way I did when I was growing up. Or perhaps you were the youngest in your family, in which case your view of the situation might be more through the seven year old twins uh, where you remember trying desperately to get uh, in with the older siblings and get in the game and, and really wanted to be included. And you might think, boy, when I have kids, I'm going to make sure nobody feels left out like I was when I was little. 
So it's always interesting what people bring, you know, to the, to, to the problem uh, and where you sit on that says me, the youngest. Um, but, but, you know, in terms of the forcing inclusivity, I mean, we certainly want our uh, families to have a, a general attitude of making space for all and being as inclusive as possible. But at the same time, I do understand with the the needs of somebody to say, you know, I like to be inclusive and I try to, to live by that value. Um, but there's also times when I want one-on-one time, just the same as we do things together as a family. And sometimes we just want one-on-one time with mom. So the question becomes, how do we find that nice mix where everybody can get their needs met? And the best way to do that is not to be you deciding what that's going to look like, but it's really about encouraging the kids to have a conversation about what that play date's going to look like and sort of doing a little bit of a dry run of where, when they might be included and when they might not. So it could be that if you've picked up certain crafts or something, you say, you know what, I'm going to make sure that everybody has a craft to do during craft time. Um, or, um, you know, maybe after crafts, the older girls want to go upstairs and, and have their pajama party up in their room and have their alone time, but they'll include you when we're out in the pool and, and having pool games. So, so long as you have a way of kind of shaping what time they're expected to make it as everybody's included time and when there's going to be private time. And that's a conversation that you have to kind of guide. It's going to be better if the two kids or the three kids in this case sort of discuss it in in advance. I remember in a counseling session, this very problem came up um, fighting about, um, you know, you're taking, you're, you're interfering with my playtime. And, uh, so we sort of held a little family meeting in the family counseling session. And the one sibling said, how about if for every minute that I don't let you play with me and my friend during the play date, I promise to play twice as much with you tomorrow. So if I get one hour alone with my friend, I will play with you for two hours tomorrow to which the other sibling was very happy with that agreement. And so, so long as they think that's equal and fair and everybody's happy, then you go with that. So, so see what you can broker. Now I do have another personal story and this is actually from uh, my family where we had to do some caregiving to my niece and nephew. And so I brought my girls along. And so that meant that there was one boy nephew and three girls and the three girls were having a, Barbie Palooza of unprecedented order, uh, Barbie cars, um, you know, Barbie campers, Barbie boats. And here was poor Paul, the only boy not interested in Barbie time at all. And he kept kicking over their boat and interfering and they kept complaining about Paul. And I simply reminded them that Paul's here for the whole weekend and um, he's going to keep disturbing you if you don't get him in in the game somehow. And so the girls in their own great creativity found a way to include Paul. They told him, you know, you'll be the chauffeur of the Barbie car and you can be Ken. And so they would give him the Ken doll and the Ken car and they would put the Barbie in. But then they told him that the chauffeur had to drive them all around this long path around the entire house. So Paul would take five minutes driving the car and then he'd come up and they'd give him a different Barbie girl and say, now take her for a ride. (laughs) So they managed to find ways to keep Paul engaged in a positive way and feel included. And it was creative and and it it certainly met the needs of the situation. So your kids are creative if you put them to task on that. Uh, So hope that's helpful. The next question is from the the same parent here that says the report cards. My son is age seven. He's in grade two, but he's a December baby premature and has been progressing slowly in school in many areas, but constantly tries hard and shows no sign of discouragement and no behavioral concerns are acting out. He consistently receives 
progressing with difficulty in almost all aspects of his report card. He's been asking about his grades and excitement when report cards come home this year, but I feel this feedback will be harmful for him as I truly feel he is doing his best in learning at his pace. Thoughts on showing children their report cards and encouragement for when your child just seems to be in the wrong grade for their development? Uh, so I don't know which school system you're in to know what the report cards look like. Um, some are very languagey wordy, in which case I would really want to like look at what's been written in the in the comments. You know, if there's comments about, oh, he really tries hard, he sticks to his projects, he makes lots of contributions in class, he's willing to contribute. I would really want to upgrade all those written comments. But if it's just a report card that where the grading is done as a, B's and C's and he's getting all C's, I could see where that would be difficult um, and, and maybe discouraging. But the truth is he knows there are a thing called report cards. He knows that it comes home. I think he has the right to see it. But then it's a matter of you turning that information into something that potentially could be discouraging and turning the narrative on that. And that's where I think you want to talk to him about all those positive comments and the fact that he is at the younger age for what the curriculum is designed for. And so um, really, if he was age adjusted, he'd be doing, you know, flying great, you know, great guns. And um, the fact that he's not discouraged is, um, is, is pretty amazing. So we want to keep him in that space. But the question becomes, um, is there a way that you could um, if this does become a discouraging experience where the work just seems to be too hard and he's always behind, if that starts to become a problem, um, then I do think you need to speak to the school about having a match, a better match for where he is. Not all schools do that December cutoff. You know, there's a, I think it was Malcolm Gladwell that wrote about this with um, this arbitrary cutoff. And he, he looked at um, kids that are hockey players and he looked at academics and um you know, that we really do put kids at, a, at a, this idea that we're going to put them in age cohorts. And it could very well be that there's some kids who are in grade four reading and they might be only in grade one math, but somehow the way that we put them through the school system is these little cookie cutter age cohorts with no consideration for differences. And so it's, there's a real design flaw in how we educate kids. And so I'm sorry that he's at the wrong end of that tail if he's getting discouraged. sounds like he's not, but if he does get discouraged, um, and so, you know, uh, better earlier than later, if you find that he needs to get moved down a grade or put in a split class where maybe there's more opportunities for him to get some curriculum from the um, from the other grade. So some ideas for you there. I hope that helps. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Uh, next question. Hi, Allison. I follow you on Facebook and like your talks. Not everything is relevant to my child because both of them are autistic. Uh, things are often a bit different in our family. My 14-year-old teen is best described as an Asperger teens. Uh, if a level is wanted, he's amazing, kind, and smart. Uh, and in his first year of high school, he's doing well in his spec ed setting. What he is really missing is a friend or friends. He has zero. I have been thinking about hiring another teen to spend time with him. So I would either pay them or offer volunteer hours. However, I'm not sure that that would be a good idea or not. And if I should find a willing teen, would I tell my son that they are hired? Any advice? I'm glad that you are aware of the fact that it's important for people to have friends. And uh, it's really about how do we get friends? I don't think a paid friend uh, is going to do the trick just the same way that you can't pay for love. You know, you end up being a concubine. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's a different arrangement. The friendship has to be a genuine friendship. Now, there's lots of way to have friendships. I mean, I'm sure uh, we have friendships with our babysitters and with our teachers and with our occupational therapists. There are people in paid positions um, that end up having friendly relations with someone. But that doesn't replace truly having and making a friend and getting in a friend group. That's the real deal, the real thing. So how do we create opportunities for that? And, and I think that's where you have to get creative. What are his interests? What are his hobbies? Um, you know, can we get him with like interested people? And whether that's clubs online or clubs through school, um, I would speak to his teacher in the spec ed class and say, are there other people that he seems to take an interest in or that might reach out to him? And it could be because of his autism that he's missing some of the social clues that people want to make friendships with him. Um, you know, it's interesting to learn from many parents that one of the ways that friendships develop is not through sort of free play and hanging out. It's often when we give kids things to do. And this is the same with adults. If you sit on a, on a committee, um, and you know, you, then you are, you're given a role, you're given an assignment, you have duties that you have to do. And when you start working on your duties and then you're interacting with people around these duties, that becomes the backdrop to which a friendship then starts to develop. And so just going into a cocktail party and saying, hi, how are you? What do you do? That's a very hard way to make friends. Some people are, you know, very social and can pull that off. Um, but instead, if you just have two kids and you say, hey, you know, can you guys clean the blackboard or, or clean the gerbil cage? Or can you, um, you know, look after making a poster board or something where they're working together? This is my desk group and group work is, is, 
important for kids. Give them some task to do together. And the next thing you know, you've had a shared common experience. And from that shared common experience, you're getting to know that person. And then it can sort of morph into, you know, maybe getting the phone number of the other parent and initiating a little bit of a play date. Um, And so it can kind of grow from there. Think about old friendships that he might have had that have gone gone afar because of the pandemic. Are those people still around? Are there people from camp or from another neighborhood? What about cousins? Do the cousins have some friends that are sort of the same age that could be included? Um, so I, I would definitely say let's go hunting for friends. Um, but I, I think paid for hire would end up um, missing the point and and could uh, could be offensive if he found out about it. Uh, we want him to know that he's lovable and worthy um, and that he can he can find friends that that truly seek him out because of his of his person. So I would go that route. Hope that helps. A question here. Hi, Allison. I have a question for your podcast. I have a seven-year-old girl and a 10-year-old boy. Sometimes they don't bring their lunch with them to school, even if it's packed and ready in the fridge. Most of the time they pack it themselves. I gently remind them. They say they'll get something from the cooler in the classroom. I've explained to them that the cooler is for kids who don't have food at home that they can bring to school. So we should save the food for them. I know a lot of time they get food from it and don't eat all of their lunch. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Well, first of all, congratulations on training your seven and 10 year old to make their own lunches. I think that's fantastic. Um, and certainly it sounds like you've got that little gentle reminder. If you want to make sure that the kids bring their lunch, I, I like, you could always do a good when then as well, you know, Hey, when you've got everything that you need for school, then we'll be ready to leave. Doesn't look like you have everything yet. Um, so you know, I'm not going to be a nag and I'm not going to be a reminder, uh, if they don't pick up on that, if they go to school without a lunch. Um, so be it. Now we have to look at what happens at the school side of things. I think that the school um, who kindly have this um, backup plan for people who don't have lunch or for people who can't afford to bring lunch, um, you know, school boards have to look after kids. And um, so without your explicit permission, so you could say, hey, listen, um, it's your classroom. You are the ones that need to make the rules about who has access to the food in the fridge in the classroom. Um, But I just need you to know that my kids are very capable of making a lunch. They do make a lunch. And if they choose not to bring it or they choose not to eat it, I am fine with you saying, I'm sorry that you've forgotten your lunch or that you choose not to eat your lunch, but this fridge is not for you today. Um, And so with your permission to have them not eat, um, then the school can enforce that limit and boundary. So encourage the school to get better about access to that fridge. Now, the next thing I would say is, be curious. And this is why family meetings and discussions and problem solving always tend to go better and have better results than just simple consequences. What is so good about that fridge? <laughs> what What is so bad about the lunches that they pack for themselves? I would be really curious about that. Is it because there's a different offering and the, the, the items at home or they're, they're grown bored of or they don't like? Um, is it that there's some special status in the classroom when you get to like walk up to the fridge or do they feel that they got FOMO from people that get to use the fridge? I would really want to dig into what that's all about and see if you can come up with some some better uh, solution around it. So get curious and involve the kids and, and uh, hopefully that will help. So those are my questions for today. Until the next one, keep sending those questions in. Take care. Happy parenting. 
As you know, it takes a village to make a podcast, so thanks to my team, including Max Cotter, my editor and technician, as well as the crew at H2O Digital. This podcast was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.